Game Boys. Hey there, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Game Boys Podcast, where we say the intro normal. My name is Lux, and joining me as always, he is loving the new intro style. It's Griffin Davis. <laughs> yes, I am loving the new intro. Hey, you know, maybe I'm loving it because I'm in a good mood today. Uh, a merry impeachment to, to, to everyone uh, everyone here. Sorry, Mr. Cheeto-in-Chief. You're fired. You gotta Looks go. Looks like this orange buffoon's in big trouble. You know, and you know what you do when you get fired, Lux? You know, you go back, you live with your mom, you get really good at Call of Duty, you, like, prestige a bunch of times. Uh, so, you know, I'm very impeachment. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Yeah. The pre- president Trump's going to get so good at call of duty at Hunter's, uh, Hunter's <laughs> number, whatever game of the year. Yes. Um, he's going to get really good. So look for, look for his gamer tag online. Yeah. Hunter, if you need a squad mate, surely he's looking. I think he's looking cause he's out of a job. That's how this works. Yeah. Instantly right away. We nailed it. Yeah, it's good love, to win. We love to see you. Griffin, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. You're very peppy today. Uh, am I peppy? Yeah. Wow, maybe then I need to turn my gain down. No, I don't think <laughs> you're loud. You're just peppy. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's because I've been running around, and I think that maybe that's the best way to start. I should just, I should just like run into the podcast. Just start in your room and sprint out into the living room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've just been running around town, so, you know, my blood pressure is up. I've been Pokemon going. Uh, I've been catching. Catch anything real good? Um, no, just like obscure Pokemon that I don't even recognize or know. Uh, complete, complete strangers to me. Classic Pokemon Go. <laughs> um, but Lux, joining us for this very merry episode. This is a Christmas episode. We're releasing this next week. Um, you know, it's Christmas time. It's impeachment. And to ring all that in together, uh, we're bringing on a uh, sketch comedian and member of the road trip boys. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Resnick. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, I just ran in, got my energy high. It's good, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, more podcast to start with sprinting. Yeah. With a quick with a quick hundo meter dash. No, it was a mistake. I'm, it was a mistake. Don't run into a podcast. Don't run into a podcast. Uh, Mary impeachment. Strut. Mary, hey, Mary impeachment, impeachment to you. How do the, you feel about impeachment? The phantom monster is gone. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Goodbye. Convicted Ugh. in the Senate, it's a guarantee. Absolute slam dunk yes. for everyone involved. Because you know those guys are going to do the right thing. Uh, yeah. You can count on them. Dude, honestly, I was thinking, like, what is the best, like, uh, gifts you get for Christmas? A lot of them are like, I always look forward to getting video games, especially as a kid when I had no money. So, like, Christmas was one of the, like, annual times I could receive new video games. Um, but kids are all, all around America are getting Christmas early this year. <laughs> yeah, the They're children are happy. The, the kids are going nuts. The kid, it's very, this is one it was for the kids. Yeah. Guess, mi- the kids are going Mrs. Cla- wild. <laughs> Mrs. Claus is going to be happy this Christmas because Santa's got nothing to do. Yeah, for once he's going to be around because all these kids are satisfied with impeachment. Santa's ch- elves just went home. Everybody's chilling at the North Pole. Damn, dude. Everyone's <laughs> playing Call of Duty. That's sick. I'm stoked. That's awesome. Uh, thanks thanks for having me on the podcast, by the way. Oh. I think I jumped my intro. Oh, did, did you? In I a way. You, you just jumped right in. We had an you instant did, chemistry, then, and I love to okay, see the okay. vibe. 
It's good. We're, I'm going to force the guests to run. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they walk in, I'm like, take a lap. There's one thing Griffin loves to do. It's force the guests to do things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we, we ask this question at the beginning of every podcast. Let's get right into it. What have you been playing this week, uh, Michael? And, you know, if you haven't been playing any games, it can be a spiritual question, too, because life is a game <laughs> and a highway. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I have been playing a lot of Portal 2 this week. Excellent. Um, cause it's been a while since I played it. So, and, uh, so replayable and it takes a long time to play mm-hmm. and I couldn't quite finish. I, I've been playing a lot of portal two this week. And then I have to say the other game that I've been playing a lot of is a mobile game that I suggested for this podcast and you just ignored, ignored my suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Never replied to it. Yeah. Um, but that's, <laughs> well, that's understandable. I did do thumbs down emoji. Oh, okay. Um, but that is uh clash Royale on the mobile phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I work with a fifth grade student and, uh, I'm like his private tutor. teacher and, yeah. and he turned me on to the game. Sure. And, um, well, if that's what the kids are playing, he, what's funny is he turned me onto it. I got into it. Yeah. I'm now, I could, I could safely say addicted to it mm-hmm. and joined his clan. A couple other adults joined like his dad, my brother-in-law, and now he's left the clan. Mm-hmm. All of his friends that are cool have left the clan. Oh, and it's just like 40 year olds playing Clash Royale, slowly going up and down the ladder. And that's what I've been doing for the last month. And that's the kind of game where you, you fight each other. And so you're like, you log in and you're like, oh, I lost a battle or whatever. You you nothing can happen while you're not logged on. Oh, I think okay. there was a cla- I think it's based on Clash of Clans. Which maybe had that element. Love these titles. <clears throat> but Clash Royale is truly it's truly <laughs> a very fun game and free to play for, you know, you can buy the season pass like all of these games. Mm-hmm. But you can go pretty far without paying money. That's and good. It's a really fun strategy tower game. Can you pay to win, though? You can pay to level up your cards, but that's ju- you're then just going to be playing against other people with those cards because you'll it, you'll you'll reach a higher level and then be playing against higher competition. And right. if you didn't oh, learn like it, learn your strategy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get your ass kicked if you, yeah. if you, I think pay to play. That's I, want I, there to be, I want there to be, I want there to be, I want them to go so far into pay to win that the richest people can pay for others to lose. <laughs> I think that would be great. <laughs> One I, day I'd you like log to, into like your clash thing and, and it's I, like all yeah, your I, cards are downgraded and it's like yeah, courtesy <laughs> of Jared Kushner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> courtesy of, uh, uh, what was that guy who had the Wu-Tang mixtape? Oh, Martin Shkreli. Yeah. I'm so happy yeah. I've forgotten his name. Anyways, yeah, I yeah. think Martin Shkreli uh, would would be down to maybe do some kind of work with me where we develop a pay-to-lose strategy for video games. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys would be great partners. <laughs> you guys would just get along. <laughs> awesome. Well, Lux, what have you been playing this week? Um, playing a lot of Slay the Spire, like I talked about on the Game of oh, the Year yeah. podcast. Um, now that I'm done with Death Stranding... Oh, n- Mm-hmm. I just like kind of am killing time. Yeah. Uh, I've been poking around with like Dragon Quest and stuff. Mostly just coming back to Slay the Spire. It's just so good. Sure. And like, yeah. All the, when I got it back on the Switch, all of my things I'd unlocked on the laptop were locked again. So now I just have like a million unlockables to get. Hmm. Um, and you know, I love an unlockable. <laughs> sure. If a game just tells me like I've been a good boy and done a good job, I get very happy. And this game does that a lot. And it's very nice. It's very pleasant. Absolutely. Well, that's incredible. Um, what about you, Griff? You've been playing something. I hope it's wow. not still wow. 
it's not, I took a little break. I hit level 60 and I'm like, oh, that can, I can simmer now for a little bit, you know? So what's filling, uh, the, what's filling the gargantuan Azeroth sized void in your heart? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. The outer worlds, gentlemen. Uh, I have been just digging more into that game and it is so good. I, I, uh, I put it as number three, uh, on my top five because I knew how good it was going to continue to get, but I just, it's just so good. It's so much fun. Every side quest is awesome. Uh, and then there's just like really funny ways that you can ruin your gameplay based on your choices. And like, I made a very bad choice this week. Uh, there's a part in the game where, uh, a character says like, well, I'll shuttle you to like the safe side of the planet because there's another shuttle, but that goes to like the worst place in the world, like hell on earth. And she's like, but it's <laughs> yes. 10, but it's like 10,000 gold or whatever currency. Uh, and I, I did this quest where I was supposed to bring her this stuff and then she would like give me that money. But I accidentally just sold that stuff to someone else for way less money uh, and came back and, and she was like, where's the stuff? And I was like, uh, oh yeah. Oh, I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. I almost did that. And so then yeah, how do they convince you? Why so do, why so do, now why? I cannot get to the safe side of the planet. So I load in to the dangerous side of the planet and instantly realize I'm getting like one hit killed by every monster <laughs> on that side. So I have to spend 10 minutes running through like monsters after monsters uh, all the way to the safe side of the planet. It took me like 10 minutes to do. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, like a fucking a, mess. Michael, but it's like, no, that, that, like, that's what my character would do. It's like my character would fuck up and then just <laughs> like put his head down and like Tarzan run and just truck uh, through it. Yeah. Just truck through it. And and that's like what makes the game good. Well, to answer your question, Michael, <laughs> about how you can be convinced to do this, what you're doing is like a series of side quests where like, you're basically lying to guys who are like, I need you to help me get my research out of this facility. And you're like, you got it champ. And then you go get the research. And then you're like, I'm never giving this to you. Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, okay. And I guess what Griffin Checks did was out. do that, go back to the guys. And they were like, thanks for the research. And he's like, here you go. Yeah. And then um, went, bam, bam. <laughs> um, yeah. That game is, is super duper fun. Um, what kind of guy it's are you so playing good. Griff? Uh, I'm playing someone who is very strong. Um, so I just like I've been meleeing so only. Sort of like a real um, life, sort of like just putting yourself in the game. Yeah. So I am I'm like decently charismatic and very strong, but like I cannot shoot a gun. Nice. Um, in fact, I refuse to. Nice. Yeah. My guy uh, is bad at guns, loves to steal. Very good at stealing my character. Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing I wish I had put more into early on was uh, hacking um, because there's all these uh, computer terminals and I didn't realize that you can like read the the emails in the terminal and then like sometimes use your hacking skill to like solve the problem. Oh, yeah, there are whole missions that are like this lab is filled with monsters. Go shoot them all. And then someone's like, also, there's like a gas valve that you can just open and kill all of them instantly. Right. And then you're like, oh, cool. I'll just hack that. And it's like, oh, mission accomplished. All monsters dead. One button. Yeah. Which is what I like to do because I'm not good it's, at the fighting part. It's the power computer. It's 2020. I don't know how you didn't do hacking. You need that STEM education. You need to read emails. Yeah, Griffin, it's, I, Griffin, uh, it's like learn like to a, code. Well, for me, it's because, you know, I'm. I'm really anti-Russia. 
So I don't like hacking, you know, hashtag impeachments. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you want me back. <laughs> Sorry. Just had to use a few buzzwords. Uh, okay. Well, that's what we've been playing this week, guys. Um, so I think let's warm up with a little bit of video game news segment. Michael, welcome to Toxic or Toxic. It's the video game news segment where I say stuff that happened this week and you tell me from the gut if you feel like it's toxic, as in bad, incel, nasty gamer culture, get it off my internet, or if you think the news story is toxic, as in the Britney Spears song, which is a hit, a banger, and a good thing. All right. News story number one. Redbox no longer renting video games and will end game sales this year. We'll just go from the gut. You just go yeah, from you the just gut. Just follow your heart, dude. I mean, my gut says toxic. Nice. Yeah, Absolutely. I almost started singing it. Yeah, but no, no, but not, no, not yeah, it's a toxic. <laughs> yeah. Toxic. I, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Redbox is like the last vestige of blockbuster culture, and I'm not ready to let go of it. Yeah, and also it rocks to like there's some games that just are clearly not worth sixty dollars, but I still would play for like eight hours or something. Uh, and Redbox let you do that. We need options. Yeah, I'm afraid the internet's just going to get consolidated. You know, right. things as everything heads towards monopolies. Anything that prevents that is good. Yes, we need options. We need yeah. more. We need more colored boxes filled with games. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever happened to GameFly? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like Gamefly. Uh, news fuck Gamefly. <laughs> toxic. Uh, <laughs> Gamefly, if you're listening, fuck you. Uh, news story number two, Xbox reveals new console name, Xbox Series X. Toxic. <laughs> I want to like name. it. Like, there's a part of What the fuck is this name? There's a part Sounds of like me, an like, Apple misstep name. Yes. yes. There's a part of me, like, the garbage anime watching part of me that, like, wants to like it. But even that part of my brain is just like, no, it's awful. It's imagine that you, your grandma, is trying to buy you this for Christmas. <laughs> and she goes into the store and she has to say Xbox Series X. She's coming out with an iPhone. And do you know how many other Xbox? there are now with names like I thought Xbox one was a bad name but this is just like perfect heightening awfuler name yeah I mean what was the logic behind the Xbox one name that it was just a rebooting of the rebooting system. of the thing well, and I think that they wanted to market it and like tried to market it as like your all-in-one everything app like it's your Amazon mm. Echo and it's your video games and it's your blu-ray Blu player yeah mm -hmm. and like I did you get it you can do for a blu-ray heavily yeah you can do social media things on it etc like that's what they wanted it to be and everyone was like loved love to tweet on my xbox <laughs> one x a max elite every yeah it's why decent at xbox running apps max with three x's isn't there a pro <laughs> yeah why don't you just you cowards Kay. just do three x's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking show hog coward microsoft hey speaking of triple x's news story number three vin diesel stars in Fast and the Furious Crossroads spin-off video game. We're getting a Fast and the Furious game. Do, 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 do. <laughs> One of the only guests to commit to that part. I, oh, if that was committing, that's too yeah, bad. That's a low bar, Chris. <laughs> um, I can't go. I was about to go with my high register, but that could have been a huge mistake. My voice can like 
crack out. So I, I had a moment of hesitation yeah. and then I and we have never done anything embarrassing or something that sounded audibly wrong. <laughs> uh you know, I'm excited. I give this definitely a do-do-do-do-do. Um <laughs> because it's crazy this hasn't happened yet. How have there not been Fast and the Furious games? Yeah, this sounds this sounds like something we should have rather than not have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wonder one. how much Vin Diesel was paid. That's my first question. Probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- I hope so. This also, I used to really be opposed to like these like star of movie is in movie video game games because it always sucked. Right. But after Death Stranding, it's like put stars in your movies or put stars in your games. Like that Death Stranding yeah. fucking nailed it. Like the technology is clearly there if you try hard. So now it's like do it. Fucking cowards. Put Vin Diesel in your game. Make mm-hmm. the last witch yeah. hunter a video game. Yeah. Put Nicholas Winding Refn in Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Uh, next news story. <laughs> Guys, this one is pretty great. Uh, the upcoming independent video game, Yang 2020 Path to Presidency, players fight their way to the Oval Office as underdog Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang and blast President Donald Trump with a giant energy ball. Yeah, Yeah, right. This is gonna be great. I mean, we have to. We're gonna cover this game on the show, right? We're gonna play this game. Yeah, we have to. It comes out on the third. If we played Colonel Sanders' (laughs) fucking finger licking dating sim, we have to play the Andrew Yang (laughs) fucking. It says similar to Goku's Kamehameha attack. The attack is accompanied by the battle cry "Freedom Dividend." Oh my (laughs) god. Holy shit. You know, this, this reminds coming, me. What is this coming out on? Uh, the 30th on Steam. Or what platform? On Steam. Oh, oh. for your uh, uh, home it's computer. It's doable for all, everyone. Yeah. A late Christmas gift to all your relatives. Um, so. <laughs> I'm going to buy this for my dad. Maybe you could, I'm oh, gonna, I'm getting it 100%. We should all pre-order this for our uncles. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle would. I, my uncle doesn't play video games, but he would dig this. So, <laughs> Uncle, uh, uncles love dark horse candidates. That's yeah, the thing they, about they uncles. Really, you know this 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 news story. Just kind of as we cap out this segment, it really reminds me of a, a genre of game on the computer that I forgot about, which is uh, the political parody game genre. Uh, I remember that there was always these like shoot 'em up White House games you would play, where like they were like cutouts of like. Bill Clinton and stuff like that, you know, and you would like, like shoot guns in the White House and stuff. And they were like these kind of like comedy, quote unquote, <laughs> games. Do you guys remember? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. That was yeah. definitely a time. Yeah. Like uh, and, I, and I hadn't really seen those pop up in politics in, in a while. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Yang 2020 Path to Presidency. Yeah. I mean, and politics has been ripe for them. So it's nice to see that a. Uh, some of our foremost satirists are getting back to the great, uh, the great medium of video game comedy. That's what I love to see. That's what makes me glad. <laughs> well, that was toxic or toxic. Yeah, what if he wins the presidency uh, off oh? the on the heels of this game? Oh yeah, he gamers truly rise it. up and yeah. seize yeah, the I'm, Oval I'm, Office. Hey, you know, the, uh, ever uh, you know, Yang supporter second choice is Ace Watkins. Uh, Ace Watkins is my first choice, followed by Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. No. Yeah. If Ace doesn't make it, I will vote for Bernie. Uh, but if we can't get the true gamer president. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bernie is the first president to have a Twitch channel. Shouts out. For real? Yes. yes. That makes sense. Like once in a while, <laughs> we'll just go on there and be like, hello, young people. Uh, 10% of all wealth is consolidated in your underclass. And everyone's like, 
Fire flame emojis in the chat. Like we love Dude, it. Major Fs in the chat. Uh, yes. Okay. 1% uh, of people controls well, 90% of the wealth. F, 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 F. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think that was toxic or toxic. <laughs> I, 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 I think so. Well, I think uh, who knows? It could it could happen again. We don't know. It could come back, <laughs> but we don't have a lot of time. So let's get right to the game that you've brought us to cap out 2019. Kind of a a, a, a nice present to really go out on. A nice nice vibe. I think before we talk about it, though, we should hear a little bit of history about this game. Back in 2005, a group of students at the DigiPen Institute of Technology released an independent game called Narbacular Drop, a puzzle game that revolved around a never-before-seen mechanic in games, portals. The portal mechanic caught the attention of a Valve developer as they walked by the game's booth at an annual career fair. This developer offered the students the chance to show the game to Valve's president, Gabe Newell. After seeing the portals, Gabe immediately hired the entire team of kids to develop the game further. The team was small, and the budget even smaller, so Valve allowed them to take assets from their Half-Life games, which forever linked the series together in art and narrative world. Portal released and sold 4 million copies. It was not only a hit, but it quickly was thought of as one of the greatest games ever made. The team immediately began working on a sequel with a lot of new ideas. From the get-go, they decided, no more portals, and introduced an entire new mechanic called F-Stop. Work on this version of the game was scrapped three months into development after the team realized that not having portals in a portal game, well, sucked, <laughs> and they brought back portals. <laughs> to this day, we don't know what the F-stop mechanic was, and Valve mysteriously states that it will one day appear in a new game. With the design of Portals back on track, the team was able to quickly put together a sequel with an entire secondary campaign for co-op. This week, it's Portal 2. Hell yeah, what a great game. What a fucking hilarious origin story. <laughs> That's incredible. That someone was like, I think we gotta do about Portal. Lose the portals, man. Yeah. What the fuck? That's so funny. That's to very me. good. Such a great note. Like, I, I feel that way <laughs> a lot of in a lot of creative situations in my own life sometimes, where it's like someone's like, okay, like this thing worked. We can never do it again. Right. No. Yeah. Uh, it's like or something. I don't know. It's weird. No, you get that thing. You definitely get that thing when you're working like kind of like communal, like collaborative, especially comedy or like performance stuff where you're like, here's my pitch. And someone's like, it's funny. I think it's great. The one thing I'd change is the main thing. And you're just like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> like, I guess I guess that's fine. <laughs> like, it's a that's a real ass. Like, oh, I made this sketch about sharks. Everyone's laughing. They're like, I wish it would be not about sharks. Otherwise, love it. A big mm -hmm. problem. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is. Let's get to like, let's talk the about worst this game. note because <laughs> sharks is punching down. Sharks is punching down. You're right. Um, so Michael, <laughs> that's my take. Um, why why Portal Two of all games that exist? Um, this is just what. Yeah, it's one of uh, one of my favorite games that I that I remember playing over the last fifteen years or so. Um, I don't play I don't play a ton of video games, and I remember playing this one, and it was just sadistic enough. And uh, I like puzzle games in general. And it seemed to be like a puzzle game with as much fun stuff wrapped around it 
and clever writing and good voice, like a great game wrapped around just a puzzle game. Yeah. And I don't know. They took a puzzle game, I think, like as far or where where you want a puzzle game to to go in its just utmost potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I do feel like other puzzle games, when, when they do attempt to add a narrative, it always does feel a little thin, like thin, but like like Portal like leads with its narrative. Uh, and it's like a lot of what keeps people coming back to it. It is like, especially me, like I just love like the vibes um, of, of aperture laboratories and the, and just like the robots personalities and stuff like GLaDOS and, uh, Wheatley in this one. Yeah. I mean, it does a great job. I think an underrated thing about puzzle games is like situating you in the, like, it's very easy for puzzle games not to feel urgent because you're just like, I'm just going to sit here and fix this, fix this puzzle and just do it. But Mm -hmm. puzzle games that really situate you in a world or a place really add a sense of like urgency and desire to get through the next thing. Things like the witness are really good about that. And portal and both portal and portal Two like absolutely nail this idea of like putting you in a room where you're like the next thing matters. So I have to actually like try to solve this puzzle fast and not just like sort of brute force my way through it or whatever. Although sometimes you have to because they're hard. I do feel I feel like the game actually gets me to feel like I'm that character in the world of the game and as stressed out as they want as as stressed out as Gladys and Wheatley want that want shell or whatever Mm -hmm. to be. I feel that way as I'm like sitting on my couch playing the game. Yes, definitely. And and like what you were just saying, like I'm like, like and I know they're fucking with me (laughs) and you're still like in it for some reason. I don't know. No. Yeah. I mean, that's just very effective. It's very effective. It's really good character work and design. And the other thing about this game, I mean, the obvious thing we should be talking about is like how the puzzles work, which is on like a just aesthetic level, super well. They work great. They're fun as hell and they're creative as shit. It's awesome. Yeah. The multiple like there it feels like there are multiple solutions. And I know there are. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, don't know. always find them all. I feel like it should be a test for presidents. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. yeah he's um, not impeached, but he's real good at portal. So <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I recast my vote as president. Oh, we got a real Tulsi Griff bird over here. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah. But uh, no, I mean, oh, I meant should ask you that. Anyways, like it's it's great because. I mean, we go back to this on the show. There's some like recurring themes about like at least how I think about certain games all the time on the show. And one is that a puzzle game that gives you a few tools and then asks you to find new and creative ways to use them over and over again. It makes you sort of rethink the tool and space and the rules of the game sort of at every level is like that's for me like the like chef's kiss puzzle game. And this mm-hmm. is like sort of a perfect example of that in a lot of ways. Like you don't have you've got your portals, you've got your gels. That's about it. Yeah. And like you got to find new and different ways to combine them and use them to do stuff. And that's so exciting. It's always such a fucking cool, like Eureka thing when you solve a puzzle in this game. Yeah. And, but they also like, they pace the, the puzzles in, along with the narrative. And I wanted to get a little bit more into the narrative for a second. Uh, this is like a sequel. Uh, and so you like wake up in like what you think is just like a hotel room or whatever. Uh, and then it like comes apart and you're like still down in the, in the laboratories, like trapped down there. And this like new robot named Wheatley uh, is kind of like a dumb robot, I guess. Like, I don't know how you describe him. He's like a New Zealander robot, right? He, he sounds very optimistic. I think it's Stephen like, Merchant. Yeah, it is Stephen Merchant, Merchant, I think. 
Um, and uh, yeah, he's like kind of dumb, but he's got big dreams. Uh, and then he like leads you out, but then accidentally turns back on the killer robot GLaDOS. Or yeah, <laughs> that um, opening scene is incredible, too. Yeah. Maybe because I don't play that many video no, games, it's but I'm like, good. and they the sense of humor. One of the first things there's yeah. so many great lines that I cannot remember them, but they have you look at that piece of art. Yes on the wall uh-huh. as you're like it's like the brief tutorial of how to use the joy the yeah. fucking joystick uh-huh. uh, and you look at the art and it says like you've been creatively refreshed or something much yeah. better than that uh-huh. and you're you're just immediately like i like this game yeah it's <laughs> like it's like a satire of like corporate hell yeah yeah it's pretty yeah, great no, there's a uh, glados has like a real like team lead vibe to her that is very like they make it like menacing team lead robot which like really manifests a lot of my anxieties about when i used to work in offices and stuff yes yeah she's the scariest ra ever her dialogue is terrifying i gotta i'm gonna look it up and just read it uh i'm I'm sure online you could just read through all of the dialogue but it's so funny um and i just like narratively how they like they like constantly are like flip-flopping who's the real villain in this one because like first like wheatley's helping you uh and and then like glados comes back and starts fucking with you but then wheatley gets control and you're kind of working with glados for a little bit wheatley gets uh, just nuts with power in three seconds he gets, you plug he, him in and yeah. he goes crazy with power you, you plug him in and he just loses his shit but also he's really bad at controlling everything so the place is just a mess he's just like just destroying the insides. yeah and i think that's when gladys becomes a potato yes i think yeah and so funny there's all these like just like flip-flops where it's like you you're like you're like your alliances change and and so all that around a puzzle game and then like the puzzles narratively like changing based on like who's in power like that's so cool the big part of what makes that work is like really high level voice acting like yeah it's not just Stephen merchant sure. you also have like ellen mcclain nolan north jk simmons like you just have like a ton of really really good voice actors that like I mean, we've talked about this in other games, like when you have fucking like Kingdom Hearts 3 is a great example. When you have characters like saying things are supposed to be dramatic and sounding like fucking super wooden, like, "Uh oh, here comes a dragon. Bye. It just like fucking ruins the experience. And in this game is the full opposite. Like the quality of the voice acting really like keeps you in that zone in a way that's just like. Oh, I got to make sure that I don't get stuck on the moon, which is a thing that happens in the game. Yeah. The ending's kind of great. Yeah. The ending is bonked yeah, out, they, and I fucking love it. Yeah, you portal the moon. You portal yourself and Wheatley to the moon, and then GLaDOS brings you back but leaves Wheatley. Yeah. And then lets you escape. Oh, incredible. And I think I, I looked this up. I think Gladys GLaDOS is played by an opera singer. Yes. And, and, and I think that's her singing at the end, and they have a couple of these songs oh, that are yeah. kind of popular from the game that, that's her singing in her operatic voice. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen McLean has a kind of crazy career because she is a big-time opera singer who has in later life that's become awesome. a, 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 like, a, <laughs> a voice actor in like all sorts of particular like weird like sci-fi and action games. Cool. Um, yeah, she's had a really cool wild career. Um, that rocks. Yeah, she's one of she's one of the more interesting people about uh in the video game universe. For so sure. the big thing about this game that like first of all, campaign is sweet, short, very replayable. But then there's this whole other part of the game that's the co-op, which is was incredible. I mean, it's like one of the games I've played co-op 
the most with people. It's so fun to do. And it's all brand new puzzles. So it's like a second. Oh, it's game. a fully separate story. Like you're playing as two test yeah. robots. Like you're not. Yeah. You're not like random person. You're like two robots testing the system that that you play as in the rest of in like the main line. Yeah. And it, and like it's so much fun to play with someone else and like figure out these puzzles. Like adding another set of portals it's just doubling the portals it's just like boom new puzzles yeah i like it it does the thing my one complaint about it is it does the thing that a lot of co-op puzzle shit does which is like uh two people means double complicated because you've got double brains and it's like that's not how it works like <laughs> two two people are just as dumb as one person it doesn't actually fluctuate meaningfully and we just know a little bit more. Yeah, maybe it's like a little bit better, but they like really crank it up. But that's like fine, too, because I love when a puzzle I the more fr- unless a puzzle feels unsolvable, the more frustrating it is, the better I feel once I do it. And that's like such a good mm-hmm. such a good feeling. It's kind of like the, the boss fights in a Dark Souls game. I imagine. Yeah, I, I have never much. I've I've never beaten the co-op now that you mentioned that. Oh, you got to do it. It's hard. It's super yeah, hard. I actually I. I haven't played the co-op any time recently, and uh, I can't remember whether I beat it or not back in the day, but I did play it. And I, I look forward to now probably taking my Xbox into work and playing Portal with my fifth grade student who I teach because he's he's going to love it. So we'll play the co-op together. Yeah, it's a good learning experience for a kid, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I can actually count some of it as school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a big advocate. I learned how to read from watching my brother play Betrayal at Crondor. So I'm like a big advocate for video games as educational tools. Yeah, he just wrote, I'm going to shout him out. His name's uh, Hank Greenspan. He's an actor on uh, The Neighborhood, a TV, a TV show. <laughs> I'm his set tutor. But he just wrote his first like big five paragraph essay in fifth grade. I'll have video games are great. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and it was awesome. really well done. Sourced quotes, sourced, you know, graphs about <laughs> gun sales and, you know, gun deaths oh, in Japan. And, uh, fucking no, get like, him, like read, read like a very professional okay. uh, essay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this, this, uh, we were about to make fun of this kid and he's smarter than no both way. me. I and mean, Lugs. that's can't uh, make fun of him. Low bar. <laughs> <laughs> But what reminds me of a thing. So one of our my, actually, both me and Griffin's <laughs> old roommate, um, friend of the podcast, Ben Burford, is a is a teacher. And he told me recently about a student he had who was terrible at writing essays. And then he let him write an essay on Fortnite. And it was like the best essay. And he wanted the class and written all of <laughs> So now Burford's letting this kid write about like <laughs> Fortnite and anime. And the kid has gone from like a D minus to like an A student. <laughs> it's like a new Hemingway, but with Fortnite. Like all he can talk about is Fortnite I, and anime. And anything else, his brain like short circuits and explodes. But Fortnite and anime, it. he's got it. Good. My student is now not playing Fortnite anymore, but last year I've been with him for like a year and a half. And last year for PE, we just did Fortnite dances. We just dance in the classroom as we watch the YouTube videos That's, of like a series of dances. I'm, I'm giving that a talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's back. I said it back. That's like that, that um, reminds me very much of last year when I was heartbroken by watching the sad kid do the backpack dance. I remember I was laying with this. I was oh, outside, yeah, I was outside H&M in New York dance. and there was just a mom not paying attention to her kid and he was just like sadly doing the backpack dance next to her while she was like on the phone not giving a shit and it was like the most tragic fucked up thing I've ever seen yeah sad that he was doing it sadder that you clocked it for what it was yeah maybe true a lot of my life feels this that or it's like sad that something's happening that I notice I'm like oh I'm the pathetic one here oh, beans um, but yeah man Portal 2 it's just so fucking good I'm trying to think of like I don't know. I feel like the portal games really changed the game like economically for video games as far as like being like you can make a big budget 
a like puzzle game and that'll fly. Like, I don't think that's really was much of a thing before. Right. I definitely think it paved the way for like games to have puzzle games to like try to go for more of like a world experience. Like, I feel that way when I play The Witness. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, it's like it's a new type of like art puzzle game. Right. I was shocked how popular Portal was when I when I I think I saw it blowing up on it became like an Internet sensation. Yeah. It was all over Reddit. And yeah. then I, I was like, oh, I got to get this game. Yeah. I got to check this out because uh-huh. everyone and then I couldn't believe what a portal is. Though. And then I played it and I was like, this is the I was like, I love this. I can't believe this is is actually the game that yeah. that is this popular because it, it's a puzzle game. <laughs> uh-huh. I, right. I don't know. I yeah. I was a little surprised that that game got so big. Because it's so it's such a nerdy puzzle game. Yeah. And then six and then six executives walked in and were like, for the sequel, no more portals. <laughs> F F, F stops. stops. Wait, what what's the, the fuck? Oh, an F stops like F a stops camera. Like a ca- thing. It's like a camera exposure yeah, thing. So, so you so change like, it to make it a brighter or darker, and that helps you solve the puzzle. They must have thought that was cool. So how have they not that that should be in a different game? Just just put that in a different game. That's not portal. I I tried to figure out what the F stop mechanic was for a while. Uh, I even watched an hour long presentation from uh, like the from like Valve about like the making of the game and like the F stop. Oh. And, and they're like, but we won't tell you what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, eventually it might show up in a game, but things have just gotten kooky over at Valve. Like Valve is a is a nutso no, house these days. Yeah, it's like I don't know what that place is. Yeah, but man. I don't know. I shouldn't have enough good things to say about this game. Like it's, it gets a small enough game. That's very hard to like go deep on it. But like it even like, even on a sort of a thematic level plays really nicely with like, we were saying before, like the sort of ties between like corporate capital and like robots and the horrible nightmare future and science and militarism. Like it has some ideas that are really cool and that like, it's like, as it's a, it's a game that demands you to be smart, not just as like a puzzle doer, but as like an audience member. Like there's smart ideas in it that it like wants you to think about. Yeah. And it's all, and it's ultimately like, just like, you're like, I got to get this character out of this hell hole. Like we have to get to the surface. Like we got to get out of here, you know, like that vibe. And just like when you finally pull it off, just like, yes, we did it. Yeah. I getting through some puzzles or figuring out some mechanics, especially when you have to, whenever it's the type of mechanic where you have to, get momentum in some way to then like fly off something and it took you a second to figure it out or 45 minutes. <laughs> I, I would let out those Eureka moments you mentioned earlier. You'd like, I would jump up off my couch and like, and, and like let out a fucking quick scream or a clap. Like, you know, no, totally. my team scored a last second goal or totally. something. This game of, uh, has like a wide, <laughs> that's my, well, that's, that's what the sports guys do, uh, right? Yeah. My big goal screen. Um, <laughs> No, but this game is like <laughs> has like a wider range of like evocative emotion than yeah. most other games because you have <laughs> you have like you're saying like the pure joy of like solving the thing. You also have maybe my favorite puzzle game thing, which is when like you fuck up, but you fuck up in a way that makes you realize like oh I'm going the right way, and like I just have to push this a little bit further, like keep pulling on the string. Like that's a great feeling. It, it's so many games give you a very narrow range of emotions as far as like things you get to feel, and Portal, despite being like four characters and some weird mechanics like gets you so much more than so many other <laughs> games are able to achieve which is just so fucking good it's so cool and it's just a te- it's like a really it's great testament to how like good game design just does so much fucking work yeah I mean, it's a game i've re- 
replayed like three or four times. It's very good. And we will be back after this commercial break with our final thoughts and rating. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. My name is Deluxe. I'm still your host. Your co-host is still Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Michael Resnick, and we are still talking about Portal 2. Now is a part of the show. We rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. And Michael, just so you know how this works, we go in a start circle starting with you because you are our guest and give this game a scaring on a scale from one to five joysticks. But first, give us your final thoughts on how you feel about the game and then your rating. Uh, my final thoughts on the game are that I think... I think the writing is just so strong, which is completely separate from it's a puzzle game with such strong writing like what that's that seems unusual. And it's really funny. Gladys is crazy. She's so mean. It's a sadistic game. Mm -hmm. She tells you she's going to surprise you with your family and then blows confetti in your face and says they're all dead. <laughs> she calls you garbage. And it's it's witty. It's sarcastic. It's so mean. And I like it a lot. And it's fun to... You're like, I have to get to the end because I'm being treated like such shit. I need to get through this. Five stars. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Five. J-Sticks. <laughs> All right. Chris, I, I hate myself. I hate myself. I like being treated like shit. That's Maybe incredible. I think no, I'm no. all, I think it's all making sense. That's now. the theme that really came out here. And that's what final thoughts is for. Mary yeah, impeachment. Mary and you're just like, I'm a punishment pig. Five stars. Great. Great way to wrap it up. Griffin, what don't you go next? Um, Hey, uh, puzzles. Check. <laughs> Writing. Check. Vibes. Check. <laughs> Um, check. Uh, co-op check uh, overall package check it's five out of five joysticks it's one of the most sublime experiences you can have it's incredible and I do also subscribe to this pain pig theory that we're kind of all of a sudden figured out in the fourth quarter here yeah sort of at the buzz um, a last minute goal a last second goal if you will. it's a five for me um, okay. Whew. Well, here's okay. So, one thing about this this game is that we talk about this on the show. I don't like giving a game five joysticks, so I think there's another game that does the same thing better. Um, and I think Portal One kind of does, but Portal One does not have this incredibly money co op thing. And I think that kind of pushes Portal 2 over the top. So I'm going to give it five joysticks because I don't think you get any better than this when it comes to this kind of space game. Yes, and that means that Michael has done it. He's brought another perfect game to the podcast. Yeah. Five out of five. Victory music. It joins the ranks of games <laughs> like Halo. Tony Hawk. Katamari Damacy. Death Stranding. Bioshock. Bioshock, yes, for sure. A few others. We got to just write this down in a place we can all get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's but. incredible. You've done it. You've done what so few have been able to pull off. An incredible choice, an incredible pick. Thank you for coming on the Game Boys podcast. Thank you for having me. And yeah. uh, My second choice game was Mario Teaches Typing. Oh, wow. God, a great game. <laughs> Uh, Michael, you've been an incredible guest. Uh, I know you've got a lot of shows going on in LA and stuff. Is there anything you want to plug? Oh, um, yeah. Come, come see Tantrum's first uh, show in our new hour slot sketch Ooh, comedy. New hour sketch comedy at the Pack Theater, uh, January eighth. Isn't that fun to have to fill an entire hour? Yeah, forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. <laughs> we can do it. Yeah, I yeah, I believe in you guys. Oh no, I like it. You like it? 
Yeah, we're looking uh, looking forward to it. Okay, it is. It'll great be great to film to the pack theater. I'm just letting my own insecurities out right now. <laughs> well, no, I like we've been paired with some. We've been paired with some uh, drag some drag them some teams that don't promote that for that, sure that kind of have just fallen apart. I'm only I'm not commenting on their skills mm-hmm. and how funny they are. Just for a million reasons, a sketch team can fall apart, and we've been paired with some teams that that fall apart and don't promote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, let's fucking do it on our own. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And what and what 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 day of the month is it? I think it's Wednesday, January eighth at nine thirty p.m. But what what is it? Second Wednesday is what is it? Oh man, I think it's the it's normally going to be the first Wednesday of every month, but because of okay. New Year's okay. in January, it's right. the second Wednesday. Everyone's going to remember all that lingo. Stay tuned. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Tantrum, very funny, uh, long running sketch team in Los Angeles, California. Go check them out. Uh, as for me, uh, got I, I got nothing, and it feels good. I'm I'm, I'm plugging impeachments. Uh, and that's all I'm plugging. Yeah, I just gotta check out the pwr.website, check out the web store, get some cool merch, and check out an evening show on YouTube to see us prank call the alt right. It's very fun. Um, otherwise, that's gonna do it, except for as always, wanted to let you know you can also find producer, editor, and general protagonist of the podcast, Haley Clements, amazing ASMR stuff on Instagram at eat every sound. So, check that out if you like. Food, things that sound cool, things that look cool, things that don't take up a lot of your time because they're just Instagram clips. It's worth it. Now, that's going to do it for this week. My name is Lux. I'm your host, your co-host, Griffin Davis. Your guest is Michael Resnick. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your interactive music is by Matthew Moore. Your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Portal 2.